I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Here we are getting ready to mark a one-year anniversary on the day we were on lockdown from this pandemic. It seems unreal that it has been that long that we have been away from what we used to call normal. As we continue on this journey, remember, it's about the journey, not the destination. This past year has made me really reflect on life and living in the moment. How many of us are present and living in the now? All we have is right now. Yesterday is history, and tomorrow is only a dream. Out of this pandemic has evolved not only this podcast for me, but my Raising Confidence course, where I teach teens and young adults a gratitude practice, creating a positive mindset, and setting bigger goals than ever, and so many more tools to empower these kids as they enter a new normal to a life we are all uncertain of. I want these kids to come out of this pandemic inspired and excited about life. Remember, everything is always working for us, not to us. As a parent of these kids, be the one who demonstrates that thinking. Our kids are watching us and what we do, not what we say. What words are you saying? Are they positive and uplifting or are they negative? This time in our life is a lesson. It's a time to show up and be the best version of ourselves. If you want your child or you know of someone who would benefit from my Raising Confidence course, please find the link to the waiting list in the show notes or just send me an email to ashleygonner at gmail.com and I'll send you the information. Be the one who shows love, not fear, and who leads with the heart. Everything in life is perfect in the exact timing, and for a reason we all may not see at the moment, but when we look back, we will see the magic in it all. There is always magic to be seen in life. Speaking of magic, today's guest is exactly that, magic. Her name is Erin Worley. When you hear her story, you are going to be filled with such peace and a knowing that everything is always working out for us, and we are all here to love and realize we are all one. Her story is so intriguing, and to have her here to share with you is a gift from God. Let me give you a little background on Erin before we get started. Erin Worley is the author of the number one best-selling book called One Truth, One Law, I am, I create. Erin used to feel lost as if the big questions were unanswerable. Then one day, she started to receive deposits from her inner voice, which she calls itself, I am. At that moment, everything in her life began to change. I know after listening to this conversation, your life will never be the same because I know mine isn't. So get ready for one of my most magical conversations yet on this show. 
please welcome Erin Worley to the show. Welcome. Thank you, Ashley. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Okay. Like I said, before I push record, you've really changed my life. And finding you, I know there's no accidents, there's no coincidences. I listened to you. I told you with Gary Temple Bodley, who was on my show, and I listened. I heard him wrote the book down. Then after that, I get, ordered the book on Audible because I run with my dogs every morning, and that's really my time. And I thought, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. Like, what I need to talk to her. <laughs> she's like completely trans. She's you're where, you know, like in life when you meet, like I know your story and I can't wait for you to share it, but you've come into my life. And I feel like this podcast has come into my life to meet these people for to ascend me. You know, like we're all like going up this channel, I feel like, and I'm meeting you today on a Saturday morning and I've never interviewed anyone early. And I thought, oh my gosh, I just have this like energy within me after learning about you. And I'm so grateful. And you have such a magical story of just being this normal kid that got bullied. (laughs) And I have two daughters at 12 and 14. So I've experienced them having that experience. And so when I listen to your story, and how you were raised and like kind of searching and always dealing with that self-doubt mm-hmm. and your magic moment when you met all these things I want you to share so we can get into the questions. That's why I don't want to waste any time because there's a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. Yes. I feel like when I tell my story, it's like, it just I'm just spewing my truth all over the place and there's just so much. And that's how all of us are. We have so much bottled up inside that just wants to come out. You know, totally. we all have a story. We all, when we start sharing that, and I know as a podcast host, you know that when you start sharing that, oh my goodness, your world starts opening up and you open up everyone that listens to you. So again, I'm just, I'm so honored to be here with you. As soon as I got the first email from you, I just felt this immediate connection. It's like we were already connecting in the quantum within universal yes. mind. We were already, oh, we've, so we've been together before, you know, and, and I just knew, I knew this was, it was so divine. So anyway, yes, I, I grew up super normal girl and my parents were atheists. They didn't believe in God. And so I never believed in God. I didn't think there was anything more. I was bullied horribly. I had horrible cystic acne, which not only was unsightly, it was incredibly painful. And so I grew up just in this body that didn't feel comfortable. I was always a little bit overweight. I had really bad back pain. I just, all around, I didn't know who I was and I just did not have any self-confidence, like lower than low self-confidence. I can remember being in school for years and kids whisper like mean little things to me. And I didn't know how to stand up for myself. I didn't even know that was an option. And I can remember just like hunching down into my chair, just like, like I had a turtle shell on my Mm -hmm. back, just trying to hide and not knowing that it was okay to share that this was happening with me, with the people in my life. Like my parents loved me and they tried their best and they had no idea that there was this world in school that I was a part of, that I was terrified of. And I felt such shame like it was my fault. There was something wrong with me that caused the kids to treat me this way. And I was so ashamed. I didn't want my parents or anyone else in my family to know I was treated this way because I didn't want them to start viewing me differently. Mm -hmm. And that's how, how really, I think in a way, 
we are all sort of programmed to hide that truth. And I found out years later, I was never hiding anything from anybody. I was just fooling myself and I could have opened up to love and support, but that's another story. Mm -hmm. So anyway, even as a young adult, I was still zero self-confidence. My skin did clear up quite a bit, but I didn't believe in myself. And I went from relationship to relationship with men who didn't respect me because quite frankly, I didn't respect myself or know how. And one day after I had been with the same man for three years, who had probably been ignoring me for for the past year of it, I said, no more. I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. Now, I did not know what that meant. I figured it would mean being alone for the rest of my life. But I had finally decided that would be better than being treated like I was nothing. And so I, I left him. I moved into my parents' basement. And I went to Borders because Borders was still around back then. Mm -hmm. And I slunk over to the relationship section and I kind of stuck my hand out and grabbed the first random book because I didn't (laughs) want anyone to see me because I felt like, oh, that was admitting to the world that there was something wrong with me. I needed help. Um, Again, it was so normal. I didn't even know the word self-help existed at this Hmm. point. Okay. And so I bought the book. I read it. I don't remember most of it, but the one thing that was in there that changed my life said, when you want to meet your soulmate, don't imagine what they look like. Don't pick one person. You're limiting the universe. Instead, imagine this beautiful blank slate that loves to do the things that you love to do. Now, this was revolutionary for me because I had always tried to fit myself into the life of the person that I was interested in or that I was with. And the idea that somebody could want to have the sort of life that I enjoyed, this was like, was this even possible? Right. So I, I threw myself into this idea of picturing in my mind, somebody reading books with me, talking with me, sitting with me and watching movies with me, the things that I actually liked. And I did it for about two weeks. And I I was very detached because I thought this was a little bit crazy, but it felt kind of good to think about it. Yeah, dreaming. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Yeah, and two weeks later, I was a waitress. Two weeks later, my husband came into the restaurant and I waited on him and it was just divine. And it was like fireworks right away. And he is exactly the person that I visualized for those two weeks. And, and it's really interesting because he had been doing a lot of work on himself too, right. to, and I was sort of the person that he was visualizing and um, he was a little bit further along though, because he had already been reading self-help books and finding out that there was more to the universe. And he introduced me to the idea that, Hey, Aaron, I think there's actually a creator to all this. I don't know what any of that means, but Anyway, so together we went on this beautiful journey of trying to figure out what the heck is going on in this universe. What are all these things that seem like coincidences? Could they really all be coincidences? And I read some books. I read Ask and It Is Given. We watched The Secret together. And I just, I lit up. I could feel the truth there. I could feel there's something here. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, we had probably been together five or six months when he finally showed me the secret he had seen in here earlier. And I remember just getting up and saying, Bill, 
how did you not show this to me oh. the first day we met? <laughs> oh, that's so like, funny. What, are you, what were you doing keeping this secret? Right. Oh, funny. Oh, I love that. I can relate to that. Let me, I just it brought back a memory. So I used to do like Abraham Hicks, all this stuff, the secret and all this work. And when I met my husband, I had written out all my things that I wanted in him. You just sparked this whole memory. And I wanted him to go to the seminar. And he figured out how to read my, he found it at my house one day. He's like, what's this seminar? I said, it's PSI, it changed my life. And he's like, ah, I'm not going there. And so all of a sudden I figured out a way to get him to go. (laughs) And the first night he came out, he's like, why didn't you have me go sooner? (laughs) It was exactly that. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. (laughs) Anyway, continue. But I just forgot about that. I love that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we have this block in our mind, right? That makes us think it's not going to be for us, whatever it is, it actually is for us. So I love that. But yeah, so together we were really on this journey and reading Asmund is given, I was like, well, I want to figure out how to make a law of attraction work for me. And I could make it work for little things like getting a great parking space. Right. But when it came to manifesting money, it was, it was just not happening. You know, I could manifest like $20 or a hundred dollars, but what's that going to do for my life? You know, I was really just working on visualizing and being in the right space. And I was getting really in the flow with so many things except for money. And I finally said, well, if I could channel an other world being like Esther Hicks, then I could ask this being <laughs> in the world, I could make the law of attraction work for me. So oh I, <laughs> so, so she had in her book, you know, that she had been blocking out any thoughts. And when she finally, after a year, let the thoughts just come out, she started hearing Abraham, Abraham started coming out. And I said, okay, well, I'm already a year ahead then since she just told me this. <laughs> so, so I started doing what she recommended every day. And it took about a month, a month and a half. And one night I wrote down, we are all God, we are all one. I didn't know what that meant, you know? And I went to bed thinking, that's weird. <laughs> the next morning in the shower, I said, wait, am I God? And there's a voice in my head that said, yes. What was that? And I started asking more questions and the answers were just there. They were just wow. there and they were so certain. And so I came out of the shower and I said, well, listen to what's going on. And he said, what do you mean? You're, you, there's a voice in your head that says you're God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy lady. Exactly. And so he said, can I ask it a question? I'm like, no, <laughs> you're going to think okay. I'm not. But finally, finally we did. I lay down. He started asking questions and it just, it was like, I wasn't even there. The voice just answered and took over. And that night we went to Walmart and bought a tape recorder and started transcribing these conversations. And that was in 2011. And I, even though I am God's source was telling us to publish the book, publish these transcripts. I said, no way. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy. I'm not going to be invited to Christmas at my aunt's house anymore. (laughs) And and so, and so I think it's such a critical piece that when you're asking for, I want, I want more financial abundance. I want a way out of the situation I'm in financially that you have to actually take action on the guidance you're given. Right. 
I said, no, give me some other guidance. Right. <laughs> it doesn't include me doing something that really scares me, please. Right. But it doesn't work that way. Anyway, we threw the transcripts in the basement. We were homeless for a while. We ended up going to nursing school. We became nurses. We fixed our credit. We got a house. And uh, about two years ago, I started, even though I was still talking to this voice in my head, I started just knowing that I had to put these words out there. And uh, some beautiful occurrences happened with things I was creating right after we took the book out and started reading again. Well, I'll just share one. My husband was going to be fired. Oh, yes. Uh, I love this one. Yes. He was going to be fired. And I, I was pregnant. And I stayed home with my daughter at that point because she wouldn't, she wouldn't take a bottle. So I, it, she was still very young. Anyway, so we were terrified, especially me. I was terrified. And something said, get that book out of the basement. And so we found it. It was a lot of searching and uh, started reading it. And I, it was just like, oh, oh my gosh, I've been creating all the problems with Phil's job. It's been hmm. me worrying. Right. It's me being terrified because I am not able to go to work because of my daughter right now. Mm-hmm. I've been creating something bad's going to happen with this job. And so I started just repeating, Phil's job is awesome. His bosses love him. We know he's going to be fired the next day. I repeated it probably a thousand, maybe 5,000 times that day. And while he was in the meeting the next day, I just kept repeating it. And he called me as soon as, as soon as the meeting was done, he's like, Aaron, I don't know what happened. He said, I walked in and they shook my hand and they asked me to tell them all about all the problems with the company. And uh, (laughs) they gave me a raise. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, can we get a bigger raise? <laughs> so he made, he made I, I think it was, that was a raise to $38 an hour as a nurse, which is about as good as you're going to get in the area we live in. And I said, well, I want $50 an hour. Uh-huh. So I started creating and I started saying, okay, Phil makes $50 an hour. He loves his job. His job's awesome. He makes $50 an hour. And I just started repeating it all the time. And Within, it was a few weeks, two or three weeks, a company that he worked with that had had the contract for all the hospitals in the area for about 20 years, they lost the contract. And a new company came in and took the contract over and hired all the nurses that had worked there. And everybody else took a pay cut, but he got $49.75 an hour Mm -hmm. because the hiring manager said, well, Phil, you have have a daughter and your wife's pregnant, so we think you need more money. Of course. (laughs) Thank you. Right. Magic. So yes. So and I said, okay, well, we have to share this. And then it took me a little while longer to get up the courage basically. But, but you know, so my thing is now listening to you in person with, after looking at the story before those eight years that those transcripts were away, you already knew that. And you're living your life as if you just put them away. Like even in your whole entire being, you put them away, oh, you locked them away. And as I said, I was still having daily conversations okay. with I am. I was because I couldn't stop it. Once I had started the flow, I couldn't stop it. I didn't want to ask I am to go away. I think that's always an option. I think a lot of people have done that in their lives, not understanding what it was. Uh-huh. And I know a lot of people I work with have done that and have to ask for it to come back. Hmm. But yeah, in 2013, I had had, and this was I am just trying to push me 
to share this. It was given to me for a reason to share. And I right. put it in the basement because of my fears. And so in 2013, I had a, a real awakening experience because up until then, I was still wondering, am I just a crazy person? You know, and I had this experience where my persona completely left me and I was bigger than my body. I was in the room and it was just, I was completely aware of my oneness. I knew that I was God fully and I was looking down at my body, the body of my husband, and I could just feel the fear and doubt cascading off of them. But I knew that wasn't me. I knew I was pure love. I knew I was, I I just knew. So it was 100% complete knowing of everything. And it was the most beautiful experience. I couldn't say if it was five minutes or two hours. I have no idea, but I was God. And I, and so anyway, since then I've had no doubts, but I also know when I cried for hours and hours after it, cause it was over. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, huh. but I knew in that moment to become that, to become that ultimate truth, I would have to go away from society. And I was being told for 30 days, 30 to 40 days. And that would include leaving Phil. And I just, I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I very much in many ways put the whole thing away. Um, we were being woken up by I am to so many things that are hidden sort of veiled in our physical world. And mm-hmm. I put it all away. It really scared me. And I said to myself, I will still do this, but not yet. Not yet. I just, I wasn't ready. And it was really interesting being on Gary's podcast of him telling me that seven years is is pretty normal from that first first experience to actually having the courage to share it. And I thought, well, that's so interesting. Uh It was when we had our podcast, he was talking about how, you know, the seven, the increments in every seven years. And so when he was describing that in my life, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I hit 50, you know, I'm 52. And it was like this whole new awakening started and he goes, see, it's every seven years. And when you were, I was listening to that, I thought, gosh, that's so fascinating. You know how you start to like, you know, listen finally and your confidence starts to build and you're not worried about what people think, which is, you know, where you want to be. And then you're finally there. And that's when you start really feeling this, your empowerment, right? Yes. Well, I think it's really just a series of little steps of little, it starts with just this tiny bit of trust to say, okay, I'm going to do this thing I never did before. And it's usually something you've always wanted to do and and just don't believe it's possible for you. Maybe other people could do that, but how, how could you, right? right? And you, you just take a teeny little step towards it and it doesn't blow up in your face. You say, oh, okay, well, I don't see how that worked, but okay. And then you take a a slightly bigger step next time. Yeah. And when you keep being supported, even though your logical mind and everything you were raised to believe tells you this shouldn't work, mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense. You start to build that trust. You build your knowing that you are more than you've been led to believe all your life. And the more you do this, the more things just start. I mean, the last year, but especially the last three or four months for me have just been magical. And I want to share this amazing thing that, that oh, happened. Good. It was two or three nights ago. So I've been really being led by I am to create an energy activation, a specific I am energy activation to share with people after they read the book to just activate within their DNA, within their energy body, this knowing that's there, but for most people is lying dormant. 
Mm-hmm. And so it took me about a week to get up the courage because at first I'm saying, I've never done this before. Yes, I've done all this energy work on people and people get amazing results, but I've never put it together in a specific activation like this. And I am saying, just trust, just trust, just do it. Just like everything else, yes. you don't know how to do it until you do it. Yeah, oh. it's not about the how. It's like a-, a firework outside or something. <laughs> yes, it's not about the how. But anyway, so I so it took me about a week. I knew I was going to do it because I do everything I am tells me now, everything. Right. But it still took me about a week. And uh, so I recorded it a few nights ago. And my husband, Phil, made me this little makeshift recording box with a so that the sound would be better with a plastic bin and towels stapled to them. Oh, oh, my gosh for my, my little microphone to sit in. So anyway, my head's in there while I'm recording and I record it and it's 14 minutes and 2.3 seconds. And I, I don't really notice that. I see it out of the corner. Of oh my my eye. Gosh. Okay. That's why I say, okay. Okay. So then I, so I said, I'm going to do it again. I don't know if that was any good. So I saved that one and I recorded again, my head's in this little box thing. And <laughs> I, so I ended, I stop it and it is, and I kid you not, I am still just like in awe of this. It's 14 minutes, 2.3 seconds. Wow. And I mean, of course, the chances, the odds no of this happening are much greater than winning the lottery or anything. And it's, just, <laughs> it's just this beautiful little assurance, a physical world assurance that shows you, yes, you're not crazy. Yes, you're on the right path. Keep going. And the more you build up your knowing, build up your trust that you are supported when you take action, the more these beautiful little coincidences just happen constantly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting things like this two or three times a day now. It's, it's really just the more you go down this path, the more the magic just blossoms. It's, right. You know, it's, you know, you also, it's like you're, you get it and then you're, it's gratitude, right? So that I always say that raises you up. Like then you go, oh my gosh, there's so much more up here. Like it just keeps bringing you up this level of, you know, the vibration that you're living. Then you get to this gratitude feeling, you see more magic, you know, you go from the parking spots to the, you know, all these way beyond that. I mean, those are just like these little breadcrumbs, you know, that you're just taking the steps to get there. And then you finally get these big steps. And you're like, that was, then you look back and go, I could do that. I can do that. You know, that's the confidence that you have and the the knowing and the trusting. And when you surrender, right. And surrendering to God and saying, bring it, right. Bring it. Absolutely. Oh, I just love that. Yes. I think surrender is so important. I think in the beginning, all these things just feel so unnatural because of our programming. And so you really do need to start writing these coincidences down because otherwise they just seem like coincidences. Right. But when you start piling them all up together and you, yes. you know, whenever you're doubting, whenever you're afraid to take action on that guidance and you can go look at, at your notebook full of coincidences and saying, and look and say, well, there's no way all this happened on accident. This right. is magic, which means right. I'm magic, which means it's safe to go out there and act as if I'm magic. Yeah. It's really, it's really kind of in the beginning, almost tricking yourself 
into believing it's possible. And mm-hmm. you do that just by starting to write down these coincidences. Right. You know, the, I was listening to something about that took a different twist on my, what I've learned. I loved this way of you explaining it was, or I am explaining it was the first seven or eight years of your life, you're being programmed, you know, your parents, your environment and all that. But the way that I am described it is like, I am, isn't part of that creation it's because you're will you explain that because I thought that was so fascinating to me do you know what I'm talking about well your persona is being being created right yeah so I think that everything ultimately is I am but this is really happening on autopilot it's it's like your ancestral history coming down into you because you are being programmed by your environment by the happenings by all the people in your life from the time you're born, even before you're born, when your parents are thinking about you, when your grandparents are thinking about what you're going to look like, what you're going to act like. I hope they sleep through the night, you know, all these things. And then uh, when you're a baby, you are looking around in your environment and whatever you see, if it's a messy floor, then you're going to think, I am supposed to, if my mom cleans up the floor, I better dump the toys out because that's what's normal. That's what feels safe. And so it's all part of life in the end is a game. And this is all part of the blueprint of the physical world to set us up so that we have something to, to live in something to, because as much as we think that we want to just be able to instantly manifest whatever we want and see it right in front of us, boom, 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 boom. We are bigger than that, and we would get bored very, very quickly. Right. That, honestly, if you think about all the times that you got the material thing that you wanted so much, how long did the joy of that last? Mm -hmm. Depending on how big it was, how long you wanted it, it's going to depend on how long the joy lasted. But we are not meant just to, to be here in the physical world and just get, 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 get. Get. No, we are here to ascend. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. And it is literally a game. There's nothing dangerous, but none of this is possible if we come here knowing our truth. If we come here knowing our truth, we're just, ah, yeah. you know, boring. We're, exactly. <laughs> we're just flowing. We're being. And that's, right. that's a beautiful experience. And there's other physical world places where beings can have those experiences and we can participate in those once we're done with this experience here. So, anyway, I was going to say, about the ancestral line. So however you're being programmed, that it's not safe to cross the street without looking. And that becomes true for us. You know, whatever we're being programmed, that it's not safe to stand on the table because you could fall and bump your head, that you don't know enough as you are. So you have to listen to your teachers. You have to listen to your parents. Stop listening to the voice in your head because that doesn't teach you what it is you actually need to know to get by in the world. So whatever these programmings, these learnings are, they are very similar to the programmings and learnings your parents had and their grandparents had, and it's just being passed on. And the ultimate program is you are not enough as you are. The voices in your head cannot be trusted. Everyone else knows, and you don't know. And we don't realize this as adults, but we are still living that programming out that all the other adults know, but we're still the kid inside and we don't know. And this is not true. This is not true, but it is definitely being created. So 
We have this persona, this idea of who we are. I have a persona named Aaron. You have a persona named Ashley. And we think we're this person, but our truth is we are actually God. We are actually all that is, and we are creating this experience in the physical world. And once we really start stepping into this truth that we are God, we are the ultimate creator then that's where the magic starts to really happen. And so many people have it so close. They are, they're circling around this truth and trying to grasp it. They're coming from this perspective of being a limited human. So it's, you know, it's just even if they are starting to understand oneness, they're still circling and not quite sure. And there's so many beautiful people out there channeling different beings. And it's, it's so close. And even if you, and a lot of people don't understand what they're channeling. And I think I had, I didn't either when I first started doing it. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about me stepping away for so long and continuing the conversation mm-hmm. without putting it out is I had that seven, eight years to really grow into understanding it, Right, which huh. It has been huge for me. And I think most people just put the book out, put out the transcripts, put out the channeling, and then they don't really understand it. And so I'm able, and and then, and then I think what happens is they're sort of locked into that initial, however they initially put it out. And it keeps coming through that filter instead of a filter that grew over time expanding. So filter is just your understanding of what you're receiving. Right. And so I think that the ultimate truth for all of us is that we're God. We aren't this person that we've been raised to be. And the more we, and even with, with other worldly beings, they're always trying to, with people channeling other entities are always trying to tell us this. If I read something from somebody, I see, oh, this is simply just saying you're God and you know, right. and that this the other way of being it. is God. It's going to come to you however your filter is prepared to understand right. it. And we have not been programmed to understand that we're God. So it comes to us. It's usually coming to us in a word that means God in another language. Abraham means God. Joshua means God. All these things actually mean God. If you go say, what's right. the meaning of this? Right. You know, it's trying to come through to us and tell us our truth. And we are trying to understand from this limited perspective of being little. Right. So that's what I think is just magic about one truth is coming from this understanding that you're it, baby. <laughs> you right. are it. But you know, so when I look back at my lifetime here on this planet, not being young, not under really understanding all this stuff, but I remember hear, hearing my mom talk about, you know, certain people talking in tongue, you know, like that kind of evolution of all this stuff. Right. And then now we're kind of, now I have this podcast and it's opened up these avenues to the Gary's to other people with you. And it's like, it's emerging and I feel like it's getting bigger. And we're like, this pandemic has been this like turning point in the world where we all are, it's not just one country, you know, it's everyone is affected and we all have to stop and do a re reevaluation or whatever and start to realize we are ascending and the ones that like that are the ones that I've been talking to like you are these consciousness that this higher subconsciousness almost that was here because they decided to this is when I'm going to come because I'm going to assist all these other people that might not get it yet but I'm going to be one of the leaders that brings them up to this place am I right 
So I think you are so close. You are. Okay. Am I no, getting there? You are ridiculously close. Okay. But the truth is you are that person too. And every single person listening to this podcast and every other person, we are all here at this time to assist the earth in the ascension. Every single one of us has the opportunity to wake up. And I, I saw that I first joined Instagram a few years ago and I don't go on Instagram anymore. But one of the first posts I saw on Instagram is, was uh, not everyone will be chosen to awaken. If you've awakened, it's because you've been chosen. And I oh. said, oh, they did. that person doesn't get it. No, that's, <laughs> it's, you have the choice. You're God. You get to choose. If you awaken, we're always been given these opportunities, right. these wake up moments. These were always being led to our truth. Every single one of us that is human is constantly being led to the, our truth. Most of us have these blinders on. And even if we do, and it usually takes years for us to start noticing, oh, hey, what's that flashing thing over here? You know? Right. And, uh, and if you look back in your life, you can see a few opportunities that you had to, to notice earlier that you probably shut the door on. And this is all of us. Right. And so we all have the choice and we are all elevated souls that are here. There are no young souls here. There are not, not at this time. We were hmm. all put here for a reason. That is the truth. That is the truth. That is the truth. It is hmm. the truth. And it's so important for people to understand. I am not more elevated than anyone else. And I think that that sort of gets lost sometimes with spiritual leaders, spiritual teachers. I am further along on my, my journey, my path home than some people, but we're all going to the same place. We're all guaranteed to get there. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no danger. There's none of that. We are all one. That is our ultimate truth. I'm God, you're God, and the person that has never heard of God, that's mopping the floor in a ghetto somewhere is God. We are all one. We are all ascended masters. We are all here for a reason. And all of us have the same connection within our mind to universal mind, which is God and the spiritual world. And all of us can connect into that. Now, what's going on is because of our programming, it's our minds are full of clutter. Mm -hmm. And that clutter blocks our clear channel from getting our guidance, from hearing I am or whatever, however we want it to come through to us, however feels comfortable for us to come through to us. Mm -hmm. And so clutter is, is things like all your to-do lists, right? All the things you're afraid to do, the things you want to do, but you're afraid to start doing. There's so many things. It's all those thoughts running on autopilot in your mind that have been buried in your subconscious that keep you busy so that you aren't channeling your truth, so that your truth isn't flowing out through you. And so it's just a process of starting to recognize those thoughts. And it's really, it is what we are all here to do. And that's so important to understand. I love to tell people because I work with people that say, I'm a lifelong student of this spiritual teacher, or I'm a lifelong student of these three spiritual teachers. And I say, stop right there. No, you are not. You are not here to be the student. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be the student for a little while. 
you, we are all here to help everyone else find their way home. So first you have to find your own way home before you're ready to, to help others get there. But as soon as you're a little bit further along on, the, on your path, there's plenty of people that are now can be led by that little bit you just hmm. went, you know? So wherever you are, you are further along than somebody. If you're listening to this podcast, you're further along than somebody. But anyway, so, so you came are, into my life because I'm a, that's, is that what you mean? Like yeah, absolutely. I was led to you or you were that kind of thing? Yes. Everyone's being led to someone that is a little bit further along than them. Absolutely. But your goal should never be to be a lifelong student of somebody, be it Jesus, be it Buddha, be it anybody that is currently alive and that is a great spiritual teacher. Your guide should be to learn from them, be it one month, six months, a short period of time to learn what you can from them and then say thank you with a heart full of gratitude. Mm-hmm. But when I learn from somebody and I've learned from other people that are further along from me about things in the physical world, because there are knowings in the physical world that I am doesn't relate to very well and that I need to get from other people that are further along in the path, on their path. And I am will always tell me when, even though I love this person, I'm having an amazing time learning from them and vibing with them. And I am will always tell me, okay, it's time now. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to cut them completely out of my life because if I were to keep them in my life, even as a friend, then I'd always be looking towards them for my answers. Ah, yes. And that's what happens to people. They get trapped. Yes. So, so you learn what you can from somebody. And when it's time, when you feel like, okay, I know what they had to teach me. Mm-hmm. And you say, thank you with a heart full of gratitude. You keep connected with them in your mind by sending them love. I think of these people that have helped me on my path. I think of them often and I send them love in my mind and I know they receive it because sometimes they'll email me and say, I felt it, Aaron. I felt it, you know, but if I were to stay in their orbit, so I don't want anyone that, that comes to me to stay in my orbit for five years, then I'm not doing my job six months, a year, two years. Yes. But five years, that means I didn't do my job. My job is to help you ascend. And this is the job of every spiritual teacher. And I'm afraid that most of them don't seem to realize that. <laughs> but, you know, our job is to help the other person ascend so that they can stand on their own and receive their own guidance. You know, and there's always going to be more souls, more people being funneled to you that are ready. But I I think a really great illustration of this is I had a a spiritual coach a few years ago. This was when I was just getting ready to to put my book out there. And I was really nervous. And I I just wanted confirmation from an outside party that that this was an okay thing to do, basically. And uh, and so I, I learned from her for a few months. And this was my first experience of I am saying, okay, now it's time to stop. You've gotten enough confirmation from her if you stay with her. And she was, she couldn't understand it. She was, mm. she said, but, but what did I do wrong? You know, it's, I had to go in and reassure her, you know, right. that, it, that it wasn't her fault. She wasn't doing anything wrong. And, and I'm afraid it, it caused a horrible rip. And this is what most people want to avoid and why they do stay too long in the orbit of people they're learning from. Huh. They don't want to offend the other person. I didn't right. want to offend her. But I've promised to listen to I am no matter what. And I still send her love and I hope she receives it. But 
later on when I was doing my energy work learning and learning how to really to really operate in the quantum, I had a, another beautiful teacher. And when it was time for me to stop, I am told me, and I reached out to her and explained. And she said, this is the most beautiful news I've ever received. She said, what a beautiful confirmation that I have, have done my oh, part and taught oh, you me. what I needed to know. And it, it really showed me she gets it. She understands her job was never to hold my hand forever. Right. Her right. job was to give me the tools so I could stand up on my own. And I haven't needed another teacher since then. Oh, that was my next that question. Was, you don't yeah, need my last lesson. Oh, interesting. Um, huh. So and you just said, know he, I am said, this is it. You're done. Now you're on your own. But, but, you know, both times it took me, especially with the first one, it took me weeks to get up the courage to do it because I didn't want to offend her. I loved her. Right. The second one, I was in a much better place. I had, I, it was much different. So it was a few days and huh. I was going to do it the whole time. But what? I want to ask you because it, I haven't heard you answer these questions, how you raise your children. I know they're under seven. And now that you have all this in, you know, your mind is completely different, you know, as a mom now, you know, what a gift to these children. But, you know, I have, I have what I've created through this podcast is a course for kids teaching them this stuff. So, cause I'm a few, big believer in teaching at a young age. Cause I think, gosh, just like you in my twenties, I was so lost, never dating the right person. Didn't know what degree didn't know at college. I changed it a million times. I didn't have a direction. I didn't have a, you know, I always say, you know, I didn't know my core values. I didn't know how to make a decision. So when I'm listening to you and I know that you have little children and how even the stories of how you got them to fall asleep and all these things. And I love that. But I thought, I wonder how you are as a mom. Like, how are you setting these your children up? And is there an intention every day? Like, what do you do? Okay. So first I, I just, something else popped in my mind. So I really want to say it back on the, on the last thing. And then I'm going to answer your question. Cause okay. I think it's a beautiful question. You're right. Nobody ever asked me this and I'm so excited to learn more about your program. I'm going to look it up, <laughs> <laughs> but back to the, the teacher thing. I want everyone to understand that's listening, that everyone is here to share what they've learned along their path, especially the people that are actually on their life path, that are following their blueprint and that are living with purpose. And so if we get caught with one or two teachers and stay there for years and years and years and years, we are missing out on all the other people that are, that are bringing down other information and our, our sort of journey back home to our truth becomes very narrow very hmm. based on just these few things. There's so many different modalities out there. There's so many different aspects to everything to learn. But then I also want to say at the end of the day, you can do it all by yourself just by retreating into your mind. And, and that's possible too. Right. So you don't also have to go follow anybody. And I think it's, it's a choice based on how strongly you believe in yourself. And in trust, the right? Yeah, but, but so anyway, back to my children. So I know you heard a little bit about this on Gary's podcast that, and this was based on, I now know this was based on really me sort of letting my daughter be programmed. However, not really taking any conscious control over that when, when I was pregnant with her, just saying, Oh, it's it's all going to be fine. I don't know. You know, she's going to be great. That's, and that's it. And then she, when she was born, she was very, very needy. She needed me constantly. And I started creating this about her, right? And that's mm-hmm. why 
quit my job because she's going to take a bottle because I was creating this story just based off the first few days of her life right. that I couldn't put her down. And, and I, I created this whole person. And why Phil had to come to the hospital to free the right. bottle. So that I could, yes, yes. When I heard that, I thought, oh my gosh, she's so, who's so the boss? <laughs> yes, yes. And then um, when he would bring her to the hospital, you know, she's two months old and she's, she got her head up and she's looking around and smiling and she's practically talking at two months. And the people in my work started asking me questions. What's, how is that possible? How, and I started thinking, oh gosh, is there something, is there something wrong here? And I started looking it up. I'm like, oh, is she a genius baby? Oh God, is she going to have problems because of this? And this was before I had dragged the book back out of the basement. And I just, I was creating all these things. So anyway, yeah, I've definitely changed how I treat both my daughter and my son now. And, and it's been interesting because I had already had the book out, you know, when I was pregnant with him. And so I was really creating these very specific things. And he's turned out to really have all of those aspects huh. I was creating in him. And like and what? Give me an example. Oh, well, I created that he slept so easily through the night, right? That he he was just a very easy baby. He was very bright and he loves playing by himself, right? He can keep himself busy because my daughter needs me every single second, but he can keep himself busy. And he's just, he's just such a happy, easygoing guy. Nothing bothers him. I was just trying to create for him where he could easily find joy in his life and not feel like it was out of reach or he needed his mom to give him that. Like right. Self-sufficient. Yeah. Like it was just part of who he was. Right. Of course, he's a, he's a baby. He's almost two now, but, but he still needs me. Of course. I'm like, I'm right. not, I'm not a mom <laughs> that like leaves him alone or anything, but right. I want him to have that knowing. And I just, I speak to them all the time to understand, like they're both told constantly that everything is God, they're God. And that the, like the magics, they're so little, they can't understand everything, but I right. teach them about energy and that magic is real and they're able to do magic and how they think matters. And if they think, if they think something's going to be hard, it will be, if they decide that they're big enough and that they're a superhero, then they can do these things too, that bigger people can do. And oh, just that. really like my daughter had a, a little cut on her foot this morning, was really upset about it. And I said, well, Maddie, that's okay because your body heals really, really fast. And she said, oh, okay, that's right. Because I tell her this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they both know they have bodies that heal super fast, superhero bodies. Right. And she said to me, and this was the first time ever, she said, this was this morning. She said, mom, does everybody have a superhero body or is it just me? Oh. And I said, well, everybody does, but not everybody knows it. Knows it right. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. It's just, I try to, and of like, course I'm not perfect at all. And I know we, we're human. Yeah, of course. And that's okay. It is okay. But I do try my best to give him, them the knowings that I have. So since my children were able to talk and beyond the ages of yours, like probably six, seven years old, we would do I am statements. We'd done it our whole, their whole life until they could do that. You know, so when I was listening to you saying, you know, have one that's kind of just memorized and you just go with it. Right. So we do that every day on the way to school. You know, we do all of our I ams and all of our gratitudes and everything. And, you know, I think, you know, I've had my children when I was 37 and 40. 
So I had all that time to know, like, if I'm going to use these seven years, I, I better do it right. <laughs> you know, I got to fill those little minds with as much as I can. But, you know, yeah, we're all human. There's many times I could go back and go, oh, what was I thinking? Like, where, what, who am I? But I just love how, you know, I think, you know, when you look at you, when I look at you and you're raising these children and that I feel, you know, God gives us these children to raise and, you know, they're, and I, I've had to get un, under the mindset of they're not mine, <laughs> you know, cause I just, I want them to be mine forever and never grow up, <laughs> you know, and you just have to have that awareness that they came to you, they picked you. Tell me how you feel like, like even with the way you met Phil and all this coming together as a soulmate, because I feel like Richard and I were soulmates and the way we met was a magic thing. And Mm -hmm. I love your story on how you did that. But tell me your take before we have to wrap this up. I don't want this to end, but tell me more about that. I think everything is always happening for us, even when we can't see it. Mm -hmm. So yes, absolutely. My children, and I tell them this every day that I am so blessed to be your mama. Like I just, and I, I say that to Phil every day too. I'm so blessed to be your wife. Like I have so much gratitude for them and it's real. It's, it's what drives my life. They do. And, but I look back now and I can see every single situation that felt difficult, that felt uncomfortable, just like these situations I have now that light me up. All those situations were happening for me too, so that I could step into my truth and become the person that would be full of gratitude for a gift like my soulmate or these beautiful children, because everyone's children are a gift. But a lot of people haven't, and everyone's, everyone having somebody in their life that loves them, a partner that loves them, that's a gift. But so many of us, and me, I used to be the same way, don't cultivate that. Don't feel the gratitude and instead look at the difficult parts, right? right. Because like, let's be honest, there are lots of difficult parts in raising children. And if we keep our focus there, that's what's going to expand. If we keep, and when you have a partner, they aren't perfect, just like you're not perfect in the way that we're all human and we all have things that we're working on. And so if we focus on those things, that's what expands. And it's interesting because nobody gets into a relationship with a significant other that the first day you met them, they said, you're garbage, you know, (laughs) those first few weeks are usually pretty amazing, right? It's because you're focusing on all the good things about each other. But as you focus on the things that you don't like, and they focus on the things that they don't like, all of a sudden you can see how this just isn't working at all. And so, so if you understand that everything has always been happening for you, so you could become the person who was ready to be filled with gratitude and focus on the good things, then you can change everything for yourself. Oh, I love that. You know, it is where your focus goes and, you know, all that stuff is so true. And, you know, when you think of, I I was thinking of you just now, those eight years where those transcripts were away and you weren't ready for that. It wasn't, you weren't ready. It's like the same thing we were just talking about. It's in the right timing. Always divine timing. Yeah. And to not even look back and think, oh gosh, why did I wait so long? Or I was so not confident. I thought I was going to think I'm weird and all these things that, you know, you had that talk going on, but still knew that you had that, but not ready yet. 
Yeah. And to and be okay with that, right? And be okay with the so timing. important to take the time to start journaling. And this is part of clearing that mental clutter. And I've done this inner work. And that's what I help people do now. Do this inner work of looking at all the situations because all your memories, if you start paying attention to them, you're thinking, I wish I would have done this instead. Why didn't I take this action? Ah, oh, I'm so upset. Right. I should have done this. Then everything could have been different. You are blaming yourself for a lifetime of memories. And then when you continue to do that, you continue to create more situations that you blame yourself for. But if you can go back into those memories, those things that are floating in your head nonstop that are upsetting you because you didn't take a different action and you can forgive yourself for not knowing what you know now and send love to your past self. You clear them all out, you open your channel for guidance, and you change everything about your future. Oh, you just gave me my message because I was saying, okay, she's going to tell me how to get myself cleared out. (laughs) And you just did. You were talking to me. (laughs) That's where I'm at. I had, you know, this whole revelation of, you know, I need, and I know it's, that's part of the process is saying I'm ready you know, and being there and open and, and I am and meditating and being quiet and being still and ready for that. I know that's the beginning stage. And I said, I hope to God, Aaron sends me this message. And that was it. You just said that to me. So that'll be go a little bit further just for a minute. So the meditating is the great first step, right? Because it really gets you sort of connected with more while you're taking that quiet time. But clearing out the memories of your past, your regrets, so that you can start having more gratitude moving forward, so that you start being grateful for all those things that happened that right. the times seem bad because they got you to this amazing place you're at right now. Once you start doing that, then you start becoming more in the meditative state in your day-to-day life. Every memory you clear out clears that clutter and lets you be a clear channel more in your everyday life when you're not meditating. It's, it's really the path. It's oh, the- I love that. I, I would go into the three pillars because you're talking about nutrition and that whole, you know, how you can become more your body to be more of a channel, like mm-hmm. to be open more. Mm-hmm. So it's the nutrition what you were, you fasted and you were a vegan and all that. And that's, I know we, but what are the other two? So, well, I think there's three parts to your body. So you've got your physical body, you've got your energy body and you've got your mind. And the more you can elevate each one, the more you elevate as a whole. And I think a lot of us get attracted to one of these things. Like for me, when I work with an energy client, they ascend energetically and they have a beautiful experience. It's amazing, right? And then a few days later, they say, well, why is everything back to normal? Well, it's back to normal because your mind and your physical body didn't go up with you. So they're dragging your energy body back down. Hmm. And that's why people usually, they work on their body forever. They work on their, their energy forever. They keep going to an energy healer or they work on their mind forever, work on mindset because they're not doing all three together. And so the other two are always dragging you back down. So you always want to, to be doing a little bit of all three. Yeah, oh, got it. You know, so I think everybody should take a, a beginning Reiki class, go on Udemy, it's like 13 bucks, you know, like, and right. just learn how to visualize that light in your mind. 
right. you know, and learn, just learn. And, you know, as far as clearing out your body, the biggest thing is remove fluoride. If you can do that, you're ahead of the game, you know, oh. remove fluoride from your drinking water, remove fluoride. Don't use fluoride toothpaste because fluoride calcifies your pineal gland, which is your third eye. It's how, how your guidance comes through. That's not to say you can't hear it without fluoride, but it's a lot more difficult. There's a lot more meditating that needs to go on to get past that calcified pineal okay. gland. So, so it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't mean you have to become a, a world championship runner and, you know, be eating all organic, raw, vegan food every day. It means right. you do the smart things that allow you to still enjoy your human life, but sort of recalibrate your body at the same time. Right. Oh, I love that. I'm glad you told me that, that about fluoride. I've had a couple things come lately about that. So there is a sign for me to, to take oh, note yes. of that. Yes. Don't take note, go do it. Yes, I will right now <laughs> when I get off here. So what you do for now, like I know your website, I've studied it and what you do for your clients. Like if I was going to call you, to, what would be my options? Okay. Well, my one thing that I just love doing, I do one-on-one energy sessions where I basically recalibrate your energy body within universal mind because universal mind, the quantum is what's actually real. And so if your body is recalibrated there, then that changes how it's projected into the physical world. It changes your experience. So I do that. I do manifestation sessions to help you manifest in universal mind what you actually want to manifest, which is awesome because I don't have any doubt about you. So (laughs) I'm very detached. So it's actually really powerful. And then I also do 20-minute I am guidance sessions where I am will answer a question. But I am, and then right now I have um, Unlimited You, which is my course that helps you learn how to clear that clutter out of your mind, connect to your inner self and manifest is open right now till the 23rd of February. I don't know Meaning. if I'm too late by the time uh, by the time it this airs. Oh, but, uh, so I you mean it's open it. for people to sign up? It's a live yeah. course? It's not something no, that... It, it's recorded, but I only open it a few times a year. So it's open till the 23rd. But I really want to share. I'm so excited about it. And this is, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier. I am has me working on this project. It's called weareallgod.com. And it is, oh, it's going to be everything. It's so I'm so excited. I'm hoping to have it up in a few more weeks. Oh, and so it's, it's a three-step journey to experience being I am. Step one, of course, is reading the book, One Truth, One Law. Step two is the I am energy activation that I just recorded and was at the same time both times. Right. And step three is the I am expansion experience, which is going to be completely channeled by I am. And it's going to be guided. I don't even want to call them meditations because they're not going to be meditations. I am going to be guiding you through the experience of playing in the ether, the, the playground of universal mind, learning to how to really go up there and become the creator. And uh, so I don't even know what's going to come out. I am (laughs) as me me creating the graphics for the graphic designer. And I am said, just don't worry about it. It's going to come out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. (laughs) I am. I'm like so pumped about that. So, and that's in a few weeks here. That's coming out. You're just putting it together. So I have, so the, obviously the book's out and I've read that. So I can check that box. (laughs) So step two two. The energy activation, and that should be up in about two weeks from now. And then step three, I'm going to be creating over the next month or two, and then that'll that'll be up. So oh, it's really, really exciting because what I am is, and 
I finally got it. You just give it all up to I am. So that's what mm-hmm. weareallgod.com is going to be. It's not going to be me. I don't even know if my name's going to be there, except on the cover of the book. It's all I am. Yeah, I <laughs> and so I am said, just, just, it's okay. Just relax and let me come through. I am just wants to come through and show people actually how they can play in their mind, because that's how you really, really, really just create magic. Yeah. Yeah, That's how you create magic. And I've really been seeing that in my own life recently. And it's, it's truly magic. There's no other way to describe it. You're my new teacher. You came to me. I don't know how long you'll be (laughs) just like you told me, but you are my new teacher. Well, I am so honored to have this conversation with you, Ashley. Yeah. This is amazing. Thank you. And thank you for getting a babysitter. Like yeah. <laughs> just even for this hour. And I know it's just like, oh, thank you so much. I was just, this was such a blessing to me. And what I have with you from my life right now, what I see ahead of me is you're in it. And it just lights my whole inner, it just lights me up. I have tears, but it just really does. You've really touched me. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank Beyond. You. All my love. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.